Welcome, 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 welcome. This is the Financial Fitness Show. Hello, and thanks for joining us this week. Another great, interesting topic. The star of the show is Bob Schwartz from Bob Schwartz Financial, the website, bobschwartzfinancial.com. Bob, welcome into the show today. Another exciting topic for us. Good morning, Mike. You bet. We're going to talk about some investment, common investment mistakes. Yep. Common investments mistakes is where we're going to go with today. And we've got 12 of them. So uh, we'll do a, we'll kind of do a countdown. How about that? That sounds great. Okay. So here it is a countdown of the 12 investment mistakes. We'll do about six, take a commercial break, and then we'll uh, come back with the rest of them. But uh, let's get into them and kind of elaborate a little bit on them and uh, see what's going on. And by the way, any of these financial fitness shows, you can download them, listen to them anytime you want. I know you're probably listening to them on the radio, but if you um, find a time that you want to listen to it again, or if you would like to share it with a friend and share share this with people about this financial fitness show. We love it when people share it. But again, it's on the internet too. You can also go to bobschwartzfinancial.com. There's a, a place where you can download them there as well. And I think it's on all the apps too. You could download from all the app stores. All right, 12 common mistakes. Um, number 12, we'll start with it and work our way down. Number 12 is, neg uh, so neglecting to start, I guess, investing, but let's get into that a little bit. People should start earlier than later, but you know, anytime you start investing is good. Okay, Mike, absolutely. Uh, when I go and talk to high schools, one of the things I talk about is, you know, what do young people have more of? Do they have more time probably, or do they have more money? And, of course, the answer is they have more time. You're 16 to 18 years old. Uh, time is on your side. But if you can start saving a little bit of money at a young age, it makes a tremendous difference on the end run. And uh, any time I visit with young people, I talk with them about that. Uh, just this morning, I had an appointment where I was talking with a, a person about, you know, the important thing is to start somewhere and start where it doesn't hurt. And then and then start building from there, and uh, uh, you'll have a wonderful uh, income stream uh, later in your life. So neglecting to start early is a common mistake. But to flip that coin, as you said, Mike, it's never too late to start. Um, it's just generally we have to start with a little bit more of a of capital uh, to get started to get going. I'll tell you what, I, I look back on those days and wishing, you know, in high school or in my twenties, I would have had somebody sit me aside and say, Mike, do this and just stay with it. Even if it's $20 a week, $20 a month, just put it away. I can't imagine how much I would have had by now uh, to add to my account. And I think that that's fantastic. I wish more people would tell younger people about that. And it's not that much, really. And again, like you said, you've got time. And I, I tell people this all the time. Start where it doesn't hurt. I used to, uh, I've always done a lot of work with educators. And I used to go in school districts and work with them on their 403Bs. And I would tell uh, teachers, let's start out at, at $10, $20 a month, whatever you can afford out of your paycheck and have it not hurt you. And, and then I'll come back once a year and we'll increase it. Every time you get a raise, we'll increase it a little bit. And uh, I, I am so glad that in my investment life, 
that when I was uh, had just gotten out of college at the age of 23, I had somebody uh, convince me that it made sense for me to put $25 a month uh, into a mutual fund. And I'm so glad I did that because it got me started on that path. And uh, yeah, yeah, starting don't don't set and go. Well, I'm going to wait till I have ten thousand or twenty thousand or a hundred thousand dollars to hand and to hand Bob. I'm going to start somewhere that I can afford and I know I can do each month, and I'm going to put it in the right right type of a plan for me and uh, a right type of investment for me, and I'm going to go on. Uh, with that and start building my dollars that way. I sure feel that if I started late at investing, let's say 60 or so, I would that I would have more anxiety in life because my time frame is so much shorter than if I was younger. I would take that that anxiety completely out of my life because I'm giving like $10, $20 a month uh, to Bob and letting him invest it uh, for that longer term. Right, right. And and most of our clients listening to this are not are not young people. But these are things that, that grandparents and parents can pass on to their kids about, hey, you know, get an advisor, start working with him and uh, give Swartz a call and have him, you know, get you started somewhere where it's comfortable. Uh, and, uh, of course, that, that makes the most sense. And uh, uh, we, we all would be well served to, to start saving now instead of later. Yep. We did that with our daughter, but she said, I don't know Schwartz. So I said, well, I know him. And so we worked it out. So (laughs) (laughs) got going there. All right. Number 11 on the list, investing with emotions. Although it can be challenging, remember to stay rational during market fluctuations. And I'll tell you what, in a, uh, an election year coming up, I would assume there's going to be a lot of ups and downs and, uh, and posturing. Just to address that a little bit, generally markets have performed fairly well during election years because none of the nobody in Congress, Senate, you know, House representatives, uh, executive branch, they don't want to upset the apple cart. They don't, you know, they don't want anything that negative to happen. So, you know, interest rates generally stay pretty calm and and things like that. But investing with emotions is is absolutely not the thing to do because we are all we are all animals. And uh, we have the, what do we want to do when we fear something? We, we want to escape, we, uh, you know, uh, fight or flight. And uh, uh, so when the market's going up, we all want to invest. And when the market's going down, we all want to get out. And those are, those are the wrong things to do. Just going to say, I'm sure you have a select few that do that, that call you every time a market fluctuates. We have those that call, but we don't. We don't get out of the market. We stay the course. Now, do I, I on occasions have clients say, "I've got to get out. I have, I have no more uh, tolerance for this market." Yes, I have. Back in '08, I had to uh, get out of the market. But we don't have clients. We very seldom have clients get that want to get out of the market. That is, that is not the right thing to do. And so consequently, what we try to do with clients is make sure that we don't have, you know, so much of their assets in in the stock market that that the market can scare them out of it. Because, uh, you know, 2022 was a really rough year. Would have been easy for people to say, "Oh, I want to get out." Uh, we were buying all during that time, and of course, that's how we handle the fluctuations of the market. We are constantly. Uh, uh, having our clients buy small amounts at a time 
during it because we don't know if the markets are going to go up or down uh, or remain sideways. We just don't know. And that's what you do not want to you do not want to invest, Mike, with emotion. And that's where working with number 10 here on our list, where number 10 comes into play, working with the wrong advisor, somebody that doesn't tell you these things and works with you up front. So working with the wrong advisor can cause some issues, too. Yeah, I think it's very, very important to uh, take the time uh, to to find the advisor that works for you and uh, to to make sure you vet your advisor. You go look at brokerage checks, see what kind of a of a history they have, how long have they been in the industry, have they ever had any adverse findings, anything like that. I think that's very important. But then also to find an advisor that will uh, will help you understand all the intricacies of your investment portfolio. How much is that portfolio costing me? How, you know, what can I expect that portfolio to do? Uh, those type of things. So uh, you don't want to work with the wrong advisor and way too many times people get locked in that way and you know they're not receiving what they need as an investor. Okay, number 9 on our list trying to time the market and you can talk about that a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get I'm going to get out while this market's down and then Bob I'm going to tell you when to get me back in. Uh, well, I can tell you when you're going to tell me when to get back in. Uh, that'll be at the next peak. Uh time Timing the market does not work. And uh, I kind of just addressed that a couple uh, when we talked about investing with emotions. But you can't time the market. That is, uh, uh, that's a fool's game. Uh, Anytime in my 47 years in this wonderful industry that I've attempted uh, to to think that uh, timing was the right thing to do, I've generally ended up uh, on on the fool's side of that that equation. And, and consequently, that's why we buy into a client's account over a period of time to dollar cost average them into the market. And that's why it's also good to get somebody that's been doing it for a long time and knows how to do it, like Bob. So let's talk about the next one, number eight on our list, forgetting about inflation. Just put that to the side and let's let's address that. 4% annual inflation in 20 years a hundred dollar bill is worth $44. And you think about that and you go, my gosh, that can't be right. But go back to 2004 and think what, what a car costs then. And, you know, they cost about twice as much now, don't they? And think about a gallon of milk. I think about a pound of bacon. Think about all those things and how much inflation affects, uh, the value of our underlying assets. And unfortunately, inflation eats up a lot of the the buying power that, that Americans have today because uh, inflation's eating up their money faster than it's growing. Yeah, I could tell you right now, just one example in my life, um, a, a regular car out there today on, on the uh, on the lot, a brand new car is uh, what, about uh, 60000 or so? That's uh, that's <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. a little bit yeah. high. That's a little bit higher than I paid for my very first house back in uh, yeah. early '80s. Yeah, yeah. I it when you sit and think about it, uh, uh, you think about healthcare. Think about uh, think about just anything that we do uh, that we consume, and it is just amazing what it's gone up. And uh, um, you know the 
the old story of, you know, it, 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 what I used to get at the grocery store for $50 and, and have to go out and open up the trunk and unload the, the grocery cart now. Uh, I can carry in one hand in one bag and throw it in the back seat, you know, uh, for what I get for fifty dollars today. Ooh, so can... you have to keep a, keep abreast of what inflation's doing to the buying power of your dollar. Yeah, we're running out of time here on this before we take a break. But I'll tell you, when I was in high school, I uh, bagged groceries and worked the check stand. And I remember it, I always had this rule of thumb in my head. Whenever somebody would take a big paper bag of groceries out, it was fifteen dollars a bag. It's a lot higher than it's a lot higher than that now. So that was kind yeah. of my rule yeah. of thumb. I'll bet it's fifteen dollars yeah. per bag, and it would always be pretty close to that back then. If you had some kind of a paper product in your bag, maybe you could get out with fifteen dollars, but not you know, not anything else. No, not so much anymore. All right, Bob, it's time to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more of the show in a moment. Again, this is the Financial Fitness Show with Bob Schwartz. I'm Mike Kerner. If you'd like to get a hold of Bob, you can. Silver Lake at 785-582-5805. Victoria at 785-301-2320. Second half on the way. Folks, it's Julie from Bob Swartz Financial. Many times when people call our office, they want to know what their first appointment is going to be like. I tell them that this is a time for you and Bob to get to know one another. Bob enjoys getting to know you as a person, as well as what your investment concerns and goals are. I also tell them I personally enjoy working at Bob Swartz Financial because of the care I see Bob has for his clients' best interests. Values, commitment, transparency. That's the Bob Swartz Financial way, and you'll experience these in each encounter. Call us at 785-582-5805. That's 785-582-5805. Welcome back. Second half of the show. This is the Financial Fitness Show. I'm Mike Kerner. Bob Schwartz is with us. He's the know-it-all when it comes to financial investments. And again, BobSchwartzFinancial.com is the website. You can go up there and you can pull any show down. Uh, we've got like lots and lots of them up there. But today's topic is 12 common investing mistakes. And we're going to move on. We did inflation there at number eight. Number seven is reacting to the media. Boy, the media can really control that stock market and what people want to and, and don't do. I think, it, I think Mike, that uh, let's talk good and bad real quick. What's great is our ability to see information almost in real time. So, for instance, if a, if a stock has taken a huge drop or a huge gain today, you can find out why immediately. But, but the other thing is, is when you look at media, uh, you can let negative news in the short term trigger fear and, and uh, cause us to want to get out from something. And so we always need to focus on the long run and to understand uh, that media is looking for eyeballs. They're not looking for uh, long-term advice. I'm not sure what it is, but for some reason, this is my feeling as of the last month or so. And I don't know why I get this feeling. I could go on news sites all day long and all weekend long, all week long and 24 hours a day. And to me, 
it doesn't seem like the stories change from very often. It seems like we're stuck on one topic for a week or two, and we're and then then all of a sudden you forget about that topic, and it's something else for a week or two. And to me, right, it feels right. like we're, we're kind of it's really slow to react in the media. We don't have quick changes like I thought we used to. Well, yeah, and it's uh, but it's pants on fire, hairs on fire. Yes, you know. And then we're, it's all pants on fire, hairs on, hair on fire for four days. And then we're on to the next thing and we forget all about what our hair was on fire for. Yes. And uh, yeah. And then, you know, to kind of get off, off, off course a second here, but how many emails do you get a day that the, that the dollars disappearing banks are closed? I mean, I, I don't know how many emails a day I receive that are bogus emails telling me things that are not true. I I don't know if you get those or not, but I don't know how they get my name or my email address, but it's crazy. I get a lot of crazy ones like that as well. And uh, I just, I, they stick out like a sore thumb and, and a lot of them um, are able, I'm able to get deleted pretty quickly. Let's get back to number six here, misunderstanding risk. And that's something big you talk about to your people all the time. Yeah. You, you it, the more that we can help you understand risk, uh, and, and how it affects return, return over time, uh, the more risk that you're willing to take, uh, chances are that, that, that your returns can be better, but you have to realize what the route, right balance is for your personal situation. And, uh, that's, that's my job to help identify, help you identify that. All right, number five on our list, paying too much in fees. And I'm sure you talk, in fact, I know you do, talk to your clients up front. What are the fees? And I think that everybody that goes and sees a financial advisor or financial planner needs to ask that question. What are the fees? And, uh, and make sure you know that up front. Mike, that's, that, well, that, would, that should probably be the number one thing. I probably should have put that down as number one because but people do not understand how much they're paying to have their money invested in mutual funds uh, and the like, and, uh, and how much they're paying to have their money managed. It is, uh, I would guess that most of the clients uh, that people that we visit with are just amazed at how much they're paying in fees and fees matter. So talk to your advisor about that and find out what your fees are. Number four on the list, buying high and selling low. And, of course, a great investor will help you with that as well. Right. And this bounces back to uh, getting out of the market when the market drops and, and, then, and then jumping back in. Uh, buying high and selling low is absolutely the, the, the epitome of doing the wrong thing in the market. And so, again, we're talking about the 12 common investment mistakes, and this one is, uh, boy, this one sticks out to me as a, as a red red flag. Number three on the list, focusing on the short term. Never, never sh- for, should anybody focus on the short term of investing. Right. We want to look at what our time frame is. And, and for most of us, our time frame is the rest of our life. And are we, do we have our money positioned in the best manner for it to perform for uh, the, for our needs for the rest of our lives, it's easy to focus, Mike, on the short term, and and we should focus on short term for short term investments. Okay, I want to I want to 
uh, I want to buy a car in six months and I want to put away the money for that car. Well, we want to put that money in a fixed rate account, okay? But money that we want for our retirement, that we want to perform and stay ahead of inflation, uh, we've got to keep in mind that that is a long-term uh, investment portfolio that needs to be invested as such. Now, that makes so much sense because I, I think if people are doing for the short term, they're, they're not in it for investing. I mean, you, you might as well not do it if you're just in it for a short term. You might as well just put it in a quick savings account because that's, yep. I, I, yep. what else are you going to do with it? Um, number yep. two on our list is no investment goals. Well, yeah, that is a big mistake, isn't it? Well, sure, sure. We, we, as your advisor, we need to know what, what is this money for? Is this for your retirement? Uh, is this your legacy for your, for your heirs? Uh, is it for tax planning? Or, or, and in most cases, Mike, is it income for your retirement years? But we need to know what that is, and, and we need to help you uh, with those goals and then work towards them. And again, we're going through the 12 most common investment mistakes. And number one on our list is expecting too much. And, you know, if you're, if you're doing it right, you should expect, expect what your advisor tells you. Uh, and if, if, it's, if it's a good advisor. Because I'm sure if you're a really good advisor, you're going to be pretty cautious and, and, and pretty conservative with, with what it is. And if somebody out there is giving you a higher number or telling you uh, uh, you can make all this money, maybe that's a big red flag. Yeah. If, if uh, oh, yeah, we'll make you X percent in that numbers. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's wrong. Uh, most, most people expect too much out of the market. They think, oh, I'll make 15% or, you know, some number like that, folks, you, that is not long-term what, it, what the market's going to do for you. Short-term, can it do that? Yes. Short-term, do people make money doing that? Seldom. But when we look at long-term, what we want to make sure we can do is beat inflation, uh, stay ahead of inflation by one and a half to 2%. Okay over the long term. So what that, what that reasonably works out to is in that 7% range uh, over time. And of course that can, that can give phenomenal uh, uh, assets to people over a period of time uh, by just working and uh, setting those goals and making sure we're working towards them. So those are the 12 most common investment mistakes. I'll go over them again, and then I'm going to ask Bob to uh, kind of wrap up in about two minutes with what's bugging Bob today. And, Bob, please, please, let's not talk about the, uh, the people driving on the wrong side of the road. We've hit that Quit one. Quit driving on the left uh, side of the okay, road. Okay, all right. But here, number, <laughs> num, number 12 was neglecting to start. Number 11, investing with emotions. 10, working with the wrong advisor. 9, trying to time the market. 8, forgetting about inflation. 7, reacting to the media. 6, misunderstanding risk. 5, paying too much in fees. 4, buying high, selling low. 3, focusing on the short term. Number 2, no investment goals. And number 1, expecting too much. Those are 12 common investment mistakes. And again, if you want to, rewind and listen to this show again. That's then uh, we've explained it all today. So try not to make any of those investment mistakes, and uh, you'll be uh, well off for it. Now, Bob, let's get to what is bugging Bob today. What do you got on your uh, docket today? I want to see the sun. Yeah, me too. 
<laughs> I, uh, I am, uh, I'm tired of bad weather. I am ready to see the sun and feel, uh, feel the warmth of the sun as the beach boys so aptly said, uh, many, many years ago, I want to feel the warmth of the sun. I'm tired of clouds and, uh, we need rain. We need moisture, but I want some sun in between. Okay, there we go. That's what's bugging Bob, this cold, uh, snowy weather. All right, now next, Bob, I want to ask you real quick, into the or not into beginning of the year now, and people are working on trying to uh, look ahead to the future and trying to make it a, a great 2024. Anything that you would like to tell somebody that they should start to do right now here in, uh, let's say, you know, February here. Yeah, I, Mike, I think one of the, the important things to be looking at is get together with your advisor if you need to. Uh, any changes, uh, go over if it's, been a, if it's been a while since you've been with them. Uh, talk about uh, your goals, see if there's any changes in them. Get your estate plan in order, and let's start getting tax planning done for 2025 in 2024 so that you're not sitting at the end of the year going, uh, what can I do now uh, when basically you're out of time? So that'd be my recommendation on that. And uh, I hope everybody has a great week. All right. Thank you very much. It's Bob Schwartz from Bob Schwartz Financial, the website, bobschwartzfinancial.com. Two offices, Silver Lake and Victoria, Kansas. But again, Bob travels anywhere in the state of Kansas and would love to meet you anywhere that you would like to meet him. Hey, have yourself a great weekend. I'm Mike Kerner. Catch you again next week. Hi, I'm Julie. As the Client Relationship Specialist at Bob Sports Financial, I'd like to personally invite you to have a conversation with Bob and our team. We are well-versed in all areas of planning for Kansans and are here to serve you. We want to make the conversation easy for you and can meet in person at our offices in Silver Lake and Victoria, or Bob and Logan would be glad to come to your home. Give us a call today at 785-582-5805. That's 785-582-5805. Start a conversation today. You'll be glad you did. Bob Swartz Financial. Values, commitment, transparency. Investment advisory services offered through Cobbler Capital Management, Silver Lake, Kansas. Cobbler Capital Management LLC is a registered investment advisor, and the opinions expressed by Bob Schwartz Financial on this show are their own and do not reflect the opinions of Cobbler Capital Management LLC. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be depended upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.